Welcome to another local charity spotlight, everybody. I'm sitting here with Rob uh, from War Amps, from Canada War Amps, and I'm really, really excited to speak to him today. Uh, we have a, a bit of a surprise for Rob that he hasn't seen yet that we will discuss later. But for now, uh, just welcome, Rob. Well, thank you very much for having me, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really excited to kind of bring some awareness uh, into the program and, and what you're doing across the, the nation and uh, just, uh, yeah, to open some, some eyes and some ears and to have a better understanding of uh, all that you do across Canada. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into first question and just ask you uh, how, and I guess when as well, uh, War Amps began in Canada. Well, the war amp, uh, the war amps began in 1918 at the end of the uh, first uh, world war. Uh, many thousands of the amputees came out of the first world war. They formed together as a fraternal organization to help one another to deal with the struggles of being uh, an amputee and to fitting back into their communities, their families, and dealing with the overall stigma associated with amputation. It was much needed for them to pull together. Um, the war amps continued to grow after the Second World War, and that's where, quite frankly, Bradley, a lot of magic happened in that the First World War veterans met the Second World War veterans right at the boats, and they took them under their wing because they had the years of experience already. They could start educating them about coping, coping ex uh, accepting, and how to use the various technology that had been developing over the last past a couple of years. So that's when the organization really took off. And as I said, the magic started because the war amps continued to advocate for amputees across Canada. And in the mid seventies, that's when they realized that all their needs were being met. And they looked at children as an opportunity of taking these children under their wing and spreading a lot of awareness and, 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 and a program that was very important called CHAMP which is a great description of the children as well. They're winners, they're champions, yeah. but they're also child amputees. Mm -hmm. And it reinforced the principle, it's what's left that counts. And you know, with the right attitude, the right artificial limbs, uh, you, can, you can live life to the fullest. So in a snapshot, that's how the war amps began. And that's their vision as, they, as we continue on now uh, in meeting the needs and advocating for amputees across Canada with the cost of artificial limbs, much needed counseling through our regional seminars where families can come together and share. Going back to that same hallmark of how the organization started, it's that sharing of information. And we create those uh, opportunities for amputees across Canada. You know, I have to say though, uh, from a personal perspective, you know, I was, uh, I was one of the first champs enrolled in the program. I was uh, run over by a train in 1978. At, a t at that time, you know, my family were, you know, was beside themselves. They didn't know how to cope with this. They didn't know where the funds would come from that could cover an, ar an artificial leg for me. That's when the warrants took me under their wing. And I soon embraced their philosophies of living life uh, with amputation. And it was at that point I realized that there was much to give back to. And I've been working with the War Amps uh, now for over 36 years and you know, continuing the vision of our veteran members to ensure that uh, amputees uh, have uh, you know, not only 
the opportunity for the organization to advocate for them, but also to be there to support and continuing that vision. Pretty special when somebody can instill that spirit in you and then now you're paying that forward and then some, and it's so meaningful to you. Uh, it started with your journey and you kind of uh, going through that coping mechanism, I imagine, and then uh, just excelling and leading the, the, the organization into different directions now. Well, you know, it's uh, their philosophy back there was, you know, ask the man who has one. As we continue to evolve, we ask a wealth of people in our organization to share, you know, their experiences. And we're, we're looking after thousands and thousands of amputees across the country both adult amputees, in particular child amputees, and also ensuring that our modern day veterans are continued to be looked after as well, and their needs are being met. So- I guess that's one thing, if I can just uh, jump in there a second, was uh, just kind of for everyone to get a, a full understanding, you, you mentioned quite a few different groups there, but who is that population that you're serving and who uh, are you helping, guiding, and bringing funding to in terms of uh, amputees across Canada? Well, when you talk about the funding, you know, that's all made possible through the uh, yearly uh, key tag service that we said we send keys out to uh, individuals across Canada. And it's a it's a beautiful way to safeguard your keys. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a key tag confidential coded number, you put them on your keys, if you lose them, the war amps can get them back to you. And that's the service that we continue to provide to Canadians. And uh, with that funding, we're able to help as I said, uh, adult amputees across the country, child amputees across the country. It's very important to start at that point with the child because in order to get that child on the road to independence, they need that strong support right from a very young age. And children go through artificial limbs as quickly as they go through a pair of running shoes or a pair of pants. Right. So that support and making sure that they have the right technology, uh, the right uh, the prosthetic leg, or arm for that matter, uh, allows them to, you know, excel. It allows them to keep up with their peers, excel, and not allow the amputation to act as a negative. It acts as a positive because they're able to achieve with it. And that's our belief is that if you can believe, you can achieve. I love that, I absolutely do. And it's just so important to, sometimes you have uh, donations coming in to an organization, to a group, to a relief fund, to something like that. And what happens is it's kind of uh, the support backs off. But when you have that continued support and you follow that child in terms of making sure they have that continued progress, uh, they can excel, they can advance. You know what I mean? It's not a, uh, a one-time thing where you have, you know, a couple of years of benefit from it, but you're, you're you know, uh, continue to help that, uh, that child or that adult uh, as they might need different uh, changes to uh, a prosthetic there. Yeah, really briefly is uh, now, I know that you do a lot in the way of uh, education and, and talking about safety with youth. Uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about that and what some of your initiatives are in that sense? Well, safety is very, very important at the War Implications of Canada. We, we have seen on an ongoing basis uh, the accidents happening in communities. And the philosophy is like, it, it's not that children are careless, it's that they're carefree. You know, they always think that, you know, it's not going to happen to them or they don't see the dangers that lurk in their play environment. And what we try to do is, well, no, sorry. What we do is we use a uh, unique 
kids to kids approach to child safety. Who better than a child, like even like myself, that has lost a limb in an accident to share with others the importance of being aware in your play environment, spotting the dangers before you play. Accident, accidents can happen that quickly. And if we practice safety rules, the odds of something happening to you become less. If you ignore it and live freely, you know, you're increasing the odds of something happening to you. So we, uh, not right now through the uh, COVID situation, but we have a, a national parade program that we run um, where we participate in major parades and we have local child amputees riding on floats, warning other children along the parade route that uh, safety is no accident, so play safe. We also have fabulous award-winning uh, safety videos starring our safety ambassadors, our child amputees, who again, share their story uh, and, it, and it becomes very real and impactful to any child that's watching these videos because they realize it, that it can happen. If it happens to that young child, it can happen to me. So they, it changes the thinking, if you will, and you know allows uh, a reduction in accidents from happening. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate just on a, uh, a smaller level of trying to relate to kids just with my nephews. I think of like when I'm talking and then when their friend's talking, I can see that attention and it's a peer, right? You, you definitely learn so much from peers. And we all do, no matter what age, your peers follow you in that age group or that uh, group of people that uh, become your peers, regardless of age, as you get into adulthood. But uh, for kids, you know, if you're nine to 12, you're impressionable by 10 to 15 year olds, right? So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that's a really great campaign. The one interesting thing too, Brad, is that there are a lot of things in our, in our environment, you know, around our house that we take for granted. We don't really see them as being dangerous because mm -hmm. they're being used every day. You know, take the typical lawnmower, riding lawnmower uh, that can exist in a community or, or a family's farm or home. You know, they see dad using it. They see mom using it, an aunt, an uncle, an older brother or sister using riding lawnmowers. They don't think it's dangerous. There are so many children that have suffered the loss of a limb through riding lawnmowers. And we always do a push every year on lawnmower safety, right in the spring, a constant reminder to the Canadian public, please, please be aware, keep your kids away. Only one rider, one seat, one rider. You know, we take things for granted and it's, it's important to kind of uh, understand the risk involved, especially have your kids understand the risk involved. Uh, I'm just gonna segue into, uh, we talked about a little bit, but if we can get a feel for how uh, WarAmps is funded. Well, the funding is through our yearly key tags that we send out. We're very, very grateful to all the support we get. And it's a wonderful opportunity for the War Amps to safeguard your key. We return a heck of a lot of keys a year as we uh, meet, the, you know, and cover off uh, and safeguard people's keys. That's great. Yeah, I, I have some experience with that. And I've heard from many people as I was telling them I was going to be uh, remotely sitting with you. It's just like, oh, War Amps always has my back. <laughs> I've heard that from a few people now. I like but, that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you now, uh, so we got into how it's funded. Now, some people really like to kind of visualize, hey, I'm donating, and uh, they like to have a feel for where their money's going. So uh, I know you have set programs that uh, are continuing and maintained, but uh, let's just say a uh, donation comes in. Um, where would you see that the funds going? 
Well, it's interesting. Like, I mean, when we do our, our major mailing across the country, of course, we get great support and people are supporting the key tag service. Um, people like to direct their donation to a specific program, be it the safety program, be it our child amputee program, be it our advocacy program. I, you know, we, we like to put it in a pot. We do like to ensure that, um, you know, people's uh, wishes are met. And of course, if they want to direct it to the child amputee program, that would go to cover cost of artificial limbs, uh, regional seminars, uh, the counseling that we provide on an ongoing basis, even during the times of COVID, we're connecting with our families uh, on a daily basis, which is quite nice, reinforcing the importance of being there and, and offering that uh, level of support. So, you know, if, if so, all the support that we get, we utilize those funds appropriately to ensure that we're meeting the needs of amputees or spreading that awareness so that we're reducing the number of accidents happening across Canada. Right. Yeah, no, it's great to know. And it's really nice. Uh, it, you know, I mean, it's nice to have that understanding of, um, you know, it's, it, it's obviously has become very important for a lot of people to donate. I'm sure you have people that, um, you know, just it's, it makes sense to them and they do it um, every year and, and they continue to give because it's such a great cause. Um, so I'm going to jump into, uh, you know, part of what uh, spirit this interview is uh, uh, I have a donation through givebackhomes.ca and, and my uh, client and friend now is, is uh, Penny Sandercock. And uh, she's just been uh, outstanding, uh, a great person. And uh, she had zero hesitation. She had such warmth when she talked about who she was choosing uh, for GiveBackHomes.ca to donate to. And like I said, it was instantaneous and it was, um, it was very meaningful to her. And uh, I'm going to just uh, cut away and you let me know if you can see my screen. See that, Rob? Yes, I can. Okay. <clears throat> so that's Penny. And I'm going to play this now. I chose to give to was the Warren. Oh, wow. The reason I decided to use that charity was I remember even as a little kid, my dad always gave to the Warrens. They would send the key tag every year. I was always fascinated because it looked like a little license plate thing that you put on your keys. And if you ever lost them, they were returned free of charge. And um, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but he always put together a few dollars to send there. And he was a army vet or navy vet himself, so I thought that would be a good charity to give to. No, it absolutely was, and you are making a difference. And it was amazing to work with you, get to know you better, and uh, Warren's uh, thanks you many times over. No problem. It's my pleasure. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, Penny. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. I just I, like I said I let that run. She was just thrilled. She was she was really happy uh, to to speak about it as well. And um, yeah, so I, I, I love the history there that she shared. And you know, if Penny is watching this right now. I thank you, Penny, from the bottom of our hearts here at the War Amps uh, for your commitment and uh, for carrying on your your parents' desire to help uh, the work that we do. So Penny, again, thank you very very much for bringing that up and uh and for redirecting uh this donation that's that's absolutely wonderful
Yeah, I think from from what I know is actually my my mother grew up with uh, with Penny, and uh, they went to nursing school together. And Penny uh, and my mom, Penny, they're uh, just a really hardworking family, and, and she really got a lot of that from her dad and uh, and her mom too, but from her dad. And he was such a big advocate for War Amp, so she was just so happy to carry that on. And uh, it was very meaningful. So uh, this donation of this sale did produce six hundred and fifty dollars for War Amp. Oh my goodness, that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, thank you ever ever so much. And Benny, I know your father has passed, but I want to thank you for his service as well and for uh, helping be in there for all Canadians. That's very kind of you. She'll love that. And uh, she'll have to uh, have a tech-savvy day to be able to watch this one through Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Brad, you'll make that happen for me. I absolutely will. And uh, before I let you go, I did want to uh, just touch base on uh, now people watching this and, and being um, the holiday season and the giving season, um, how are people uh, donating? What uh, avenues do you have? Where, where should they access that? Well, they, you know, if, if they're computer savvy, they can go on waramps.ca and, uh, and connect with us uh, online, or they can contact us at 1-800-250-3030 uh, and uh, speak with one of our wonderful customer service reps. Uh, who would be more than happy to fulfill any donation or any service that we can provide. Being ordering key tags, you know, we'd love to do that as well. You know, as I said, we, we love safeguarding people's keys. And, uh, you know, any and all support we get from the Canadian public is very much appreciated because it goes directly into communities uh, where we help amputees right across this great country. That's great, bro. Well, I can't thank you enough for sitting down with me. It's, it's nice to be able to do this remotely. And uh, one of my favorite parts is just connecting with somebody that uh, I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to. And it's been, uh, you know, a learning experience for me. And uh, just nice to connect with you and, and talk a bit about WarAmps and your experience there too. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for what you're doing as well, because you're creating a lot of po positive public awareness, which is essential for groups like the WarAmps and uh, for also redirecting some of the funds through the work you do uh, in your real estate business. So thank you very, very much, Bradley. Appreciate it's it. It's an honor. I'm happy to do it. I really am. So uh, we'll touch base soon with the next donation, okay? Okay, wonderful. Right, thank happy you. Happy holidays. Take care, Rob. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.